0: This is the Thinking Biblically podcast for May the 20th, 2020. This is the Thinking Biblically podcast with Bible teacher Alan Gilman. Alan regards the entire Bible as the only inspired written word of God. Through his teaching, he seeks to apply all scripture to every area of life. More information about Alan Gilman's Bible teaching is available at his website, alangilman.ca. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Thinking Biblically Podcast. My name is Alan Gilman, and uh we're gonna be looking at a song phenomenon. You've by now you've likely seen one or more of the renditions of The Blessing. It was written on February the 27th this year by Chris Brown, Cody Carnes, Carrie Job, and Stephen Furtick, and was presented publicly just three days later for the first time. It's overwhelmingly positive message has struck a chord with millions of people including mine in this time of fear confusion and isolation there's been all sorts of cover versions uh, been produced uh, since then and many of which are in the form of these virtual choirs where as you probably know people from various locations are united through video the message of the song combined with the smiling faces of people of all ages Connecting with one another across cities, countries, and even the world results in a powerful declaration of hope, love, and in this case, obviously, blessing. Now, I can't remember when I first heard the blessing, but I didn't give it much attention as I saw multiple versions popping up on YouTube. The cynical part of me was saying that this is just another fad. Now, being aware of its core biblical message, I felt a little bad thinking this way. I don't know why, but I decided to watch the Worship Together, I didn't know it was the Worship Together virtual choir version, but it was. And as it played, I was getting more and more impacted to the point it actually brought me to tears. But the reason why it did might surprise you. So let me explain. Now, certainly the song is compelling for the reasons I've already stated and the production is absolutely superb. The way the images of several of the adults were swapped up out uh, towards the end uh, they were swapped out for children, that particularly moved me. But there's still more than that. It was it was what they were singing and who was singing it. The core of the song is the special blessing that God commanded the Kohanim, or in English, the priests, uh, to pronounce over the people of Israel. This is in Numbers 6, verses 24 and 26, very familiar, uh, even before this very popular song it goes the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace now god gave these words to a particular people my people the jewish people a long time ago far away from where i sit right now as i'm sharing this with you from ottawa canada now all these years later People from the nations of the world are declaring to the world the priestly words of my people, an expression of what God promised our father Abraham about 4,000 years ago in Genesis 12 verse 3, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I should tell you not all my people would find this as heartwarming as I do. Back in the 1980s when we lived in Vancouver, BC, I'm met with an ultra-Orthodox rabbi almost every week for about a year. He knew I was a Messianic Jew, but he was open to talk. One time, I made a comment about how wonderful it was that non-Jews had brought the truth of the God of Israel to the world. He half agreed. God, yes, he said. The Bible, no. While he believed it was good and right for Gentiles to believe in the one true God, the God of Israel, he regarded the Hebrew Scriptures as an exclusive gift and the sole possession of the Jewish people. Now, I, don't, I don't agree. While God did specifically entrust the scriptures to my people, Romans three three says the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God, it was not intended to be kept to ourselves forever. However, it doesn't help that God followers from the nations haven't always handled the scriptures with the care they deserve. Not that my people have always done so either. But I suspect that the rabbi and the majority of Jewish people fail to appreciate the benefits of Jewish scripture upon and through Christianity due to the ways it has been twisted and disregarded. This is especially the case in how the Bible has been used to justify misrepresenting and abusing the very people to whom it was originally entrusted. The effect of this is so severe that many of our people don't fully connect with the fact that the God of the Christians is the God of Israel. That's why I assume that most Jewish people wouldn't see what I saw the day I was impacted by the blessing. But for me, at the moment, I was able to disregard 2,000 years of so-called Christian anti-Semitism and see the beautiful thread of God's goodness and truth that has spread to almost every tribe, nation, and language. Those who at one time, according to Ephesians 2, chapter 12, were without hope and without God in the world are now carrying the power of the Jewish priestly blessing to the world, including to me. Despite the historic wrongs done in Jesus' name, this song experience captures the true essence of the Messiah's mission. He entrusted that mission to a small group of Jewish followers who, contrary to the social, religious, and civil structures of their day, risked their lives to bless the nations in fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham. Now I can hear Our ancient words sung back to me in English, French, Russian, German, Spanish, Hindi, Swahili, Albanian, Haitian Creole, Amharic, Tagalog, Japanese, Chinese, Korean, Dutch, Swedish, Portuguese, and more from all over the globe. And that's not all. There's a central aspect of this familiar message that spoke to me as never before. You may have noticed that the song is unusually long. It runs at seven minutes or more. This is mainly due to the second part of the song, which begins, May his favor be upon you in a thousand generations. And it crescendos with, he is for you, repeated over and over again. That dramatically emphasizes its positive nature. How many of us have stopped to think how radical such a sentiment is, seeing that it's coming from an ancient deity? We forget or never realize how different the God of Israel was and is from other supposed gods. Historically, the gods weren't very nice. The purpose of the rituals performed by their subjects were often to appease them in order to avoid arbitrary disaster. The priestly blessing, on the other hand, demonstrates that the heart of the true master of the universe desires we have life, safety, goodness, favor, and peace. Are these not the words we need to hear in these days and every other kind of day? Those who grasp the essence of the blessing Find hope and light in the midst of despair and darkness. Knowing the central positive disposition of the Creator when His creation is so threatening not only encourages us, but also makes us sources of life to others in the face of sickness and death. But is God is positively inclined to us all in the ways that the song declares? Basically, yes, but not necessarily in every case. For not everyone is on good terms with the God of the Blessing. If you're not, you could be. The Messiah came to reconcile us to God so that we could know his blessing. By taking responsibility for our alienation from him due to sin and looking to Yeshua, Jesus, to restore right relationship with our Father in heaven, we can be truly blessed and be a blessing. Then there are those who are in right relationship with God, yet still have trouble connecting with the overwhelmingly positive nature of the blessing. That's why some of us need to hear, He is for you, repeated over and over again. For all sorts of reasons, some of us have absorbed a great deal of negativity. Add to that the current crisis and all our coping mechanisms crumble. Thankfully, God wants us to have something much more effective than coping mechanisms. He longs for us to know His blessing. You can hear past episodes of the Thinking Biblically podcast by going to thinkingbiblically.ca. There you can see the various podcast providers that are carrying Thinking Biblically, and you can subscribe. If you have any questions uh, from that page, you can get to my contact page. You can send me a question or leave a comment. Please do share uh, this podcast with others. When you get get to uh, my website, you can sign up for my newsletter. And so until next time, this is Alan Gilman for the Thinking Biblically podcast. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Biblically podcast with Bible teacher Alan Gilman. More information about Alan Gilman's Bible teaching is available at his website, alangilman.ca.